1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Cousins was there. Now at front score! Yeah. Short-handed goal. Kyle Pozo goes to the net. And Labushkin finds him and the Sabres with a short-handed goal. Take a 4-3 lead here in the third period.
3: There's your game winner, Dan Dunleavy, on the call. What great work from Kyle Laposo, shorthanded, putting Buffalo up for good. That's our play of the game tonight, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. The post-game show underway. Brian will here with you. A much-needed win for the Sabres tonight. Uh, after some better efforts as the week went on, that none of them resulted in wins. They get one tonight in Nashville with a solid third period as the, they get by the Predators and the Kyle Loposo's play there. Some really great penalty kill work as he thought about maybe going in on what could have been a chance to score, but then the puck goes into the corner and you know doing what every good penalty killer would do, you kind of try to trap it up against the corner wall and hold on and just keep that puck there as long as possible. Well, he did that, but then the puck came around for Labushkin and while that's happening, Oposo's circling back toward the crease. Labushkin heads up play, finds him. And what a skilled play from Oposo. He gets the stick in between his legs and redirects it in for his seventh of the season. And a monster shorthanded goal. It looks like maybe right there with the penalty that the Sabres took at that point. That thinking, oh my goodness, are they going to blow this lead. They were up 3-1. Could it be 4-3 here uh, when Jost went for slashing? But Oposo coming through with a big play. And uh, that gave Buffalo the 4-3 edge. And then from there on, I thought Buffalo was the better team. Uh, Thompson very closely after that had a chance to score. Thompson seems to be uh, creating a ton of chances for him. Surprisingly not finishing as well as he has all season as of late. Then the sequence before the goal with the Cousins line. Cousins and Paterka come in on a 2-on-0. I thought maybe made the extra pass that didn't be needed there. I thought Cousins should have shot with three and a half left. Then... A two-on-one after the puck had gone right back out with the same two players, Cousin and Paterka. But then the puck stays in, pass up the middle is intercepted by Quinn, and his low shot gets by Saros for his seventh of the season, and that really sealed it for the Sabres, uh, making it a 5-3 final. And uh, a win that the Sabres desperately needed, snapping that three-game losing streak, and uh, that puts Buffalo now uh, ahead of the Red Wings and within five of the Islanders who did get a win tonight, um, but Pittsburgh lost. They've lost two in a row. So the Sabres are only four back of the Penguins now. So if you're thinking about the standings right now, the Islanders are holding the final wildcard spot with 49 points. Then you've got the Penguins, the first team outside with 48 and then Buffalo with 44. Sabres have one game in hand on the Pens, three games in hand on the Islanders. All right. Those two games with, at the beginning of December with Pittsburgh, Buffalo lost them both, but played well in both. I mean, geez, you could have just split there. Now you and the Penguins are tied right now, but we know you know, there's nothing you can do about those games. Now you can't do anything about that eight game losing streak. All you can do is go forward. All right, let's go to the room in Nashville. Big game winner for Kyle Oposo. He's up first with Paul Hamilton.
2: Third beard and play, play the way that we know how and uh, we're pretty confident. You know,
0: it's another environment. The place several this year with a young team I mean what does that just say about the fact you guys don't seem panic in
2: these hostile places? um you know it's just we're just going out and playing hockey I think uh, the young guys you know they they go out and play I think you know no better indication of that than the last shift of the, the kid line there um, for grade a chances and then you know, a grade C chance goes in, you know, five holes. So, I mean, it's just, we just play. We just play our game, and when we commit to that, um, you know, we're a pretty good hockey team. And I think, uh, you know, this week, obviously we had a stinker on Monday, and then, you know, we played two pretty good games, and Seattle could have gone either way. I thought we deserved better against Winnipeg, but, you know, it's nice to uh, to get a result tonight.
0: How many between-the-legs tips have you scored on here for
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Uh, probably none. Yeah, I think one. Yeah, I can remember against the Islanders way back when, probably 12 years ago. But that's about it.
0: What What was up with pulling that off at that time?
2: I don't know. It was just the play. Like yeah. that's where the puck was. So that's what needed to happen. And great play by Boosh. Um, you know, it just that's how I was going to get the puck in the net. So, when you look God. at
0: this team. Like you said, you have had three losses in a row. And that's how important it is it to finally, you know, stem that and not let it get any bigger.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I think our game was was pretty solid over the last two. Um, wasn't all there against Seattle. wasn't all there against Winnipeg. I thought it was pretty much all there tonight. Um, you know, and and it's just a testament of you know when we have a tough game to be able to get back. In a quick fashion, and not let it, not let us, uh, you know, dwell on that. I think is is a really positive sign for our team, and uh, shows shows a little bit of maturity from our group.
4: Thanks, Thanks Kyle.
2: Kyle Aposto, and
4: Victor Olson over here. Hopefully, maybe we can get him. Or I'm sorry, Jack Quinn's going to go next. <laughs>
0: This was the kind of performance I'm sure you were looking for. How good did you guys feel out there tonight? Yeah, we felt good. We were excited to get back in the lineup, and um, we had fun out there, yeah. Got to play again. It was good. How about the number of chances you were able to generate, especially in the third period? What went into that? Um,
5: yeah, I think just uh, our line was kind of finding our game again, we had some of that success early on and tailed off uh, as of late, so it was good to kind of get, get back to that, and yeah, um, yeah, it was a good game for us. You had several chances there. What kind of a relief was it, though, that one goes in? Yeah, it was great. It was uh, nice to see it go in uh, that time of the game, especially after missing that open net uh, a couple minutes earlier. So it was good. Yeah, but
4: that was in your skates, wasn't it? I mean, it was kind of behind you, that pass? No, it was a pretty good pass. So I'll, I'll tell Cuzzy that, but
0: it was pretty good. What stood out about that shift from your captain? Go ahead, it
5: was great. We, we needed a shift like that, and uh, pretty fitting. It's uh, okay to do it. Uh, no surprise. So that was a huge goal for a for
4: team. Jack, how did you guys get through the second period when Nashville started to get their push?
5: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think um, they're a good team. Like, obviously, they're going to get some momentum at some point. So just try to, you know, stay tight defensively and not not give up too much. They, they got a couple on us, but we were able to kind of battle back and turn the momentum our favor in the third.
4: What was said in the second, knowing that, hey, they just scored two goals in 40 seconds to tie it, did you still feel that the guys felt confident in here even though that had just happened?
5: Yeah, for sure. It was nothing crazy. Just, we, you know, we're going to the third period with a chance to win a game. And simple as that, we try to play the way we can and
0: trust that the results will turn out. Jack, you guys have won in a lot of hostile environments this year. Young teams, a lot of times people might say, "Well, they're going to crack in some of those places." What is is it about this team that you've survived in so many of these hostile places? I don't,
5: I don't know. I guess we're probably not thinking like that. To be honest, uh, we're just you know having fun playing and playing uh, with a lot of energy. And like I said in the previous question, kind of letting the results take care of themselves. And uh, I guess quite a few nights they have in our way buildings
0: and how about some of the fact i know when i talked recently about you haven't seen a lot of that's jack
4: quinn and uh now i will go over to speak to victor olison sorry victor sorry i screwed you up earlier (laughs) Uh, you guys again win on the road you guys are a good road team uh You've had a little trouble at home lately, but can, do you know what the difference is when you come on on the road and, and you're getting these wins?
6: Um, I think we're we're not really uh, pushing that much. Maybe at home we're feeling even on a tie game we're maybe trying to make that extra play sometimes, and uh, it's on the road we're kind of just uh, playing playing it simple and. Um, kind of taking the chances when we get them, and uh, um, yeah, so it's been it's been working well.
4: You guys were playing a good game, and they started coming on in the second period. They got the two goals, tied the game. What got you guys through that and
6: into a good third period? Uh, I think we just been um, we've been focusing a lot on, on just. No matter what happens, just try to play the same way, and uh, they, they got some momentum there in the second and tried to, or they scored a couple and uh, had a good push, but uh, I think we came back strong there in, in the third, and, um, yeah, we finished it off. Quickly talk about
4: that pass that Owen sent to you.
6: Oh, it was a perfect pass. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about moving the puck quick, and uh, uh, that's what he did, and I uh, found the back of the net. That's Victor. Thank you. Victor Olson in the game, Brian, back to you.
3: All right, Paul, thank you very much. Victor Olofsson there. We heard b- before that from Jack Quinn and before that from Kyle Oposo. Sabres getting it done by a score of 5-3 to three tonight. Oposo getting the game winner shorthanded, six forty-three into the third period. That was pretty much the difference as uh, Buffalo was very good down the stretch uh, after Nashville kind of had started the period off well, then drew a penalty, went on the power play, and looked as though maybe Nashville going to have a chance to take the lead. but uh, Oposo and Labushkin combined to get it done for that game winner. All right, let's get you some final stats now. Don't forget to stay with us. Don Granado coming up live, also Paul Hamilton's take. But our final stats brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Nashville pouring on shots in the third period on Lukanen, who was amazing in the third. 19 shots, and Lukanen stopped them all. 41 in the game. Lukanen made 38 saves. For the Sabres, 10 shots in the third, 33 total in the game. Power plays, Buffalo 1 of 4, Nashville 1 of 3, but the key special teams moment goes to Oposo for that shorthanded goal. In net, Lucan in the win, 38 saves. Uh, Saros takes the loss. He made 28 saves. Your three stars, Skinner from Buffalo, he opened the scoring. Star number three, Ryan Johansson. He had a goal, star number two. And Kyle Oposo with the game winner, star number one. Great play from Oposo, but I thought Lucanen was very good and was a huge reason why the Sabres won. So we'll go ahead and make Uka Pekka tonight, our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town BMW. For an electrifying performance, check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The announced attendance at Bridgestone Arena tonight, 17,761. And the Sabres will come back home. They will play next on Monday afternoon. Kids Day, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, No school, so uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of families and kids there. 1 p.m. puck drop. Uh, For all of you listening in Buffalo, uh, that game will be on the Bet 1520. as we will be having, obviously, a lot of Bills talk on Monday on our normal flagship on WGR Sports Radio 550 with One Bills Live. So if you want Sabres, Panthers in the Buffalo area on Monday... That game will be on the bet 15-20. All right, other good things to talk about in this one. How about the kid line? As Oposo said, reunited after having a couple of games off, and it really seemed to spark them. Uh, I mentioned the chances that they caused there that led up to the Quinn goal when Cousins and Paterka went in on a 2-on-0, and then they went in on a 2-on-1, and then eventually the puck stayed in for Quinn's unassisted goal to to, uh, kind of seal it there at 5-3. I mean, let's face it, the the lure of this team is their ability to create excitement, and a lot of it is with their youngsters. We know Thompson and Skinner and Tuck are just, you know, incredible. They've been one of the best lines in hockey, but the kid line, as we like to say, is I think what has a lot of fans super excited about where this team is heading, is that you've got three players, all 21 or younger, all playing on that line, doing an amazing job. Cousins has taken that step forward. You remember in preseason and training camp, you know, we we're talking about, hey, who's gonna be the one player to maybe take a step up, take a leap offensively? And Dylan Cousins to me has done that. It seemed like that was a guy that had been in the discussion to kind of make the leap for who's gonna gonna make that leap to be the next less next level. Well, I think a lot of guys have done that. I mean, if you could say Thompson's had raised his game, he went from an incredible goal scorer to now like a superstar. Um You know, Tuck has raised his game offensively. Darlene has raised his game offensively even better than where he was last year. Olofsson and Middlestat, five-on-five, has really improved their game. Uh, We've seen another, I think, leap from Owen Power. Uh, Samuelson, clearly the stats have shown that when he's in the lineup, the Sabres are much, much better. Uh, But Dylan Cousins, I think, still right at the top of the list. But that kid line is something I think that, uh, for obvious reasons, why fans are excited about to just think about maybe what's to come, that these guys are still barely over 20 years old and doing what they're doing in an exciting fashion. Um, I think that's what's part of the fun about where we think maybe the Sabres team is headed is that for so long there was the established, like, well, you know, do we have groups of players that can thrive together? Well, I think right now you're really seeing it. I mean, we know Thompson – Tuck and Skinner, the chemistry has been tremendous with those three. The offensive numbers of those three are putting up, uh, you know, all, all on career high pace. Then you've got this kid line. If you can keep them together for years and years and years to come. I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing the style of players that they are. But think about why the Bruins have been so good for so long. Established players playing together for a long time. And I'm not saying that Cousins and Petrk and Quinn are going to turn into Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. Um, not fair to do so. But what Boston has had for so long is veteran players, younger players that have then gone on to be veterans that have gone to play together quite a long time together and develop that chemistry where they just know where they are and can do stuff that others can't just because they've been playing together for so long. And it's setting up maybe for the Sabres top two lines to kind of be in that fashion. You know, we've seen, I think, Tyson Jost, kudos to Kevin Adams, a really good pickup there for him to be able to uh, pick him up off the waiver wire. Definitely an upgrade from uh, maybe where the Sabres had had gone with Asplin and with Hinnestroza. And, you know, he now seems to make Olofsson and Middlestat a lot better five-on-five. You know, going into the season, to be honest, if you would have said to me, you know, Olofsson, Middlestat, you can trade them, I would have said, yeah, I mean, get what you can for them because their five-on-five play was very inconsistent. And now all of a sudden, they're getting it done a lot in five-on-five situations. Olofsson is... Scoring, and he doesn't have to be in the circle on the one time or on the top unit on the power play to actually do it. So he's been he's contributing offensively at a rate that he has just as good as any point in his Saber career, and he's doing it five on five. Middle stat, still not perfect in my eyes, but doing a lot more. Uh, He's not losing one on one battles to me. He doesn't look as weak out there maybe as he had in years past when he's you know going one on one, and he seems to be making. I think, more smarter, mature decisions as well. So I want to credit Jost for kind of getting that line going together. And, uh, you know, the defense we know is still the top four right now. Having Power and Darlene and Samuelson out there, along with Yokihara, you figure, you know, one of those top three are always out there. It's pretty comforting. All right, Sabres win at 5-3. Let's go live to Nashville. Here's Sabres head coach Don Granato. the before we
7: start <laughs> this is don't. so. don't ask me questions
3: <laughs> about blowing the well, Oh, we kind of hear them. Well, Don, Don, fun. what
4: uh, what got you guys uh, in the second period? Did they had a push, and what what got you to have your push again in the third period? I, I think that our guys felt and knew they
7: were playing, and when they were playing the right way, they had some control over the game, and things were were, were working well for them. It was just. Getting back to that, even the chatter on the bench, I didn't have to say much. They, they, they were saying the right things immediately. Um, a great building, good atmosphere, loud building, and, and, and our guys, again, uh, used it to their advantage. They, they felt extremely comfortable in it, and um, a really, really good finish. I love the finish. I love Paterka, Quinn, Cousins in the third period, uh, Owen Power in the third period. You know, our young guys, our youngest guys. I thought were incredible down the stretch. Obviously, Oki gets a big goal from uh, Bush there in a, in a critical situation. Nice to see two guys that work as hard as they do uh, uh, turn things back the right way for us. But uh, very impressed with the uh, the overall effort.
0: You stood up, winning for two games. That had to be exactly the answer you wanted to see from both of them in this game. They were active. They were around the puck, and you finally got. Moved yeah, up that.
7: It, it's they were fresh. They looked fresh uh, mentally, physically and uh they were dangerous all night. The, the the cousins goal the pelated first of all quinn made a great defensive play on the on that goal that Cousins scored uh second period right co- collapsing down front of our net made the transition uh Paterka under pressure slides one to cousins just barely on side uh for the breakaway so lots of skill lots of talent and uh you know they were fresh today and, and it was uh um, nice to see that they, they they look much better after the break.
4: It was interesting on the goal that Quinn scored. They missed the two grade grade-A chances, and then Quinn puts one through the legs. But it was all because they stuck with it. I mean, they never quit, no matter what they missed or whatever. But it was it was kind of weird that the two grade eight chances didn't go in, but the other one did. Yeah, and a credit to
7: stay with it as you say. Uh, they they you know you can get frustrated, you you can get down, and they didn't either. Uh, they they deserved it. They earned it. Uh, and it was it was big for us it, uh, it you know it put lots more pressure on them when you're when you're staring at a, at, at that uh, at that score at that time
0: most about the shifts Kyle had that preceded his goal
7: just uh, his relentlessness i mean he he's he's a worker and um, he's a leader by virtue so so that was that was vintage Kyle Lacposo uh, the work the combination with you see that grind you see that work and then to finish you see a, a fine touch, a skill, and uh, that's that's okay.
4: The You know, Lukanen stood strong on that one play and he just wasn't gonna let that puck in and then they push his glove in. We all saw what happened, but do you still get nervous thinking, hmm, that's gonna get reviewed, I hope they don't count that, but we all know what, what happened, but do you still get nervous hoping that, that they don't count that? Yeah, I, you know, it was too early in the game, I guess, to get nervous. I, I didn't, it looked pretty evident
7: to me that that was pushed in, so, I was fine with that and um, didn't didn't think it was figured it was going to go that way anyway. But uh, you know, Uka, Uko was was real good, real good. Uh, I'm sure he would love to have the first goal back. I'm sure he'd love to look at the other ones. But but the great part about him was he put him behind him right away mm-hmm. and uh, and got back to work. So his again his body language uh, showing confidence. Was was really solid, in a, in an atmosphere that, you know, I've been in here many times with different NHL teams and and, and seen different scenarios where, where players and teams succumb to that noise and, and crowd and proud of our guys they didn't do that especially our young guys.
4: He seemed like he really had to fight for position tonight and did, and, and was able to see pucks because of it, wasn't he? Very good point, and he did. He he all the
7: way to the end. Um, you know that last minute. Uh, he had to hold his ground. I thought Yokoharu and Power were incredible, uh, clearing things off away on the sides of him, protecting the sides, uh, and then the forwards collapsing as well. Uh, I think Joes and Middlestead were out there, Olafson, but really, really good job uh, down the stretch from all six of those guys uh, you 're going to give up the, I, I thought Nashville did a great job at getting pucks to the net. You can do what you can to prevent it, but when it gets to the net he we won battles there uh, starting with Upi. So, uh, really great effort to, to finish. Thanks, Tom. Thanks Tom.
3: Don. Thanks, Don Granado in the post game. Ryan, back to you. All right. Don Granado's live post game comments from Nashville brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. 5 3 Buffalo victorious. We'll talk to Paul Hamilton here as soon as he gets himself set in the media room. Buffalo is going to take on Florida next. Monday afternoon, 1 p.m., and then right back on the road, four games in six days again next week. Florida after uh, on uh, Monday afternoon in Chicago on Tuesday night. Home on Thursday night for the Islanders, Ryan Miller night. Again, fans are uh, being told by the team, be in your seats by 5.50 p.m. for the 6 o'clock ceremony. And then uh, Saturday afternoon next, o- a week from today, a 12-30 matchup with the Anaheim Ducks. And, of course, we'll have all those games for you right here on the Sabres Radio Network. Good news. Again, it looks like the Sabres got through injury-free. The injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Really, the only thing of note on the injury report is that we have an illness with Zemgis Gergensen. He did not make the trip uh, to Nashville with the team. Okay, let's go back to Bridgestone Arena. Paul Hamilton standing by. And, uh, Paul, how about the captain for us uh, sparking a big play on a penalty kill when maybe it could have been a spot where Nashville grabbed its first lead with the man advantage.
4: I thought that was a pretty good effort. Not a pretty good effort, a good effort by Kyle Posa. What do you think, great Rob? Effort, great effort,
0: great effort. <laughs> great. Pizza's really good, too. And the hot dogs in the press room were fantastic here tonight. And the nachos, a number one best press room in the league for in-between periods.
4: There you go, Brian. So now you know Rob was well-fed. <laughs> No wonder Rob seemed so energized during the third period. Okay, now we can talk hockey. He walked away. Uh, Yes, uh, it was just a great effort. Yeah, it was a great effort by him getting into the corner. But not only that, but recognizing that he now has time to get to the net because nobody was on Labushkin, and Labushkin's looking right at him. So they make eye contact. So they knew exactly what they needed to do and did do it. And... uh, you know, as he said, maybe he's had one or two goals in his career like that, where he, you know, kind of tips it through the legs. But uh, just to see them make that eye contact was really cool, and, and to to get that goal and that goal really fired them up.
3: And then you know, Granado talked about the kid line, Paul sticking with it. Uh, there's the two on zero, then the two on one, and then eventually the puck is on Quinn's stick, and he f- figures out a way to get it in, but. Man, that was a a great shift or two there, a great shift overall from those three.
4: Yeah, it was, and it was interesting that, you know, the two great chances by Paterka didn't go in, but the chance for Quinn did. But Quinn's got a good hard shot anyway. It's a heavy shot, which we have seen before when he, you know, was on that streak. So, yeah, it did go five-hole, and, yeah, Saros probably would say I'd like that back. But still, what guys with heavy shots like that that can really rip it, it doesn't, you don't give the goaltender all that much time to, to get through to it, but it really was interesting. But that was the thing. They just stuck with it. They, and it didn't matter if you missed a chance or whatever. Let's go get the next chance. Let's go in there and four-check and get the next chance. And, and they did that and uh, we're were rewarded for it.
3: Paul, how about Lukaden's night? He faced 41 shots. He was very busy and I thought was really good in the third.
4: He was, and I thought he really fought for his territory, too, which I thought was important. And uh, made we always talk about making the big save at the big time, and he did that. You know, yeah, the first goal by Yossi, we talked about it, and he'd probably would want that back. But, you know, he made the big save at the big time and, uh, you know, were, was able to, uh, you know, come away with, with the victory. But I, 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 that's one of the things that, you know, sometimes he has trouble with. But I really liked how he fought to see pucks and really battled. You know, no matter how many uh, players Nashville had there, he battled through it and so, so he could see pucks, and I, I like the way he did that today.
3: Okay, Paul, I, uh, this team's got another four games in six-day week coming up uh, with the Monday afternoon game against Florida, so uh, another busy week for, for all of us, but the team obviously, probably their biggest focus over the next two days is to rest up because they've got to do it all over again, four and six.
4: Yep, well, you know that doesn't bother me. I'm ready. Bills yep. <laughs> game tomorrow. Two more Saber games. Let's get it. Let's go do it.
3: That's right. Paul enjoy the Bills game tomorrow and uh, I'll see you at KeyBank Center on Monday. I will be there. Take care. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton, live in Nashville. Good work tonight. Sabers getting it done. 5 to 3. All right, when we come back, we'll uh, get you some more highlights, more stats. Update you more on uh, what happened with the rest of the league's night so we can see what happens in the standings, but the Sabers snapping the three game losing skid winning by a score of five to three all right for all of our local affiliates we're going to say goodbye to you if you want to keep listening to the post game go to wgr550.com or on the odyssey app for all of you on wgr we got more post game coming up final score Sabers win at 5-3 i'm brian Colziel. thanks for listening this is the buffalo Sabers radio network
1: Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM.
0: So three savers below the goal line. Now it comes out. Yossi with a shot. Rebound after the save by Lucan. And now a race for an open puck. Kyle Pozo at center.
3: All right. There it is. Whoa. Uka- Ukapek Lucan and. 41 shots, 38 saves. That one's the save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. We bring you back here to the post-game. Brian Colzio with you, 5-3. Savers getting a win. Kyle Oposo, Jack Quinn scoring third period goals to take it from a 3-3 tie to a 5-3 Buffalo win. Let's uh, go now to our first response from the fans. Brought to you by Pro of Central Buffalo's team, Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at W G All right. Good one coming in here from uh, at Crusader 1969 Responding about Oposo saying, uh, we just go out there. He was asked the question about playing in a tough atmosphere. He's like, look, quote, we're just going out there playing hockey. The young guys just go out and play. Uh... Not a better example than that last shift from the kids' line. When we play our game, we are a pretty good hockey team. And uh, Crusader says, better than good, I would say. I would say so. The Sabres, when they play their game, are, I think, definitely uh, pretty good overall. Now, what does it mean in the standings? Well, opportunity here uh, for the Sabres, as we said. Still games in hand on the Islanders next Thursday. Big night for Ryan Miller night, but it's a huge night in the standings. Right now, the Islanders are the second wild card with 49 points. The Sabres have 44, but Buffalo has three games in hand. So an opportunity with games on Monday and Tuesday to maybe inch closer. But that game's going to be massive in the standings. If you're going to make the playoffs or be in this playoff race legitimately, to me, the Islanders are a team you have to be ahead of. I just think on paper, the Sabres should be as good, if not better, than the Islanders. So um, to me, that Thursday game's monstrous. The Florida game is monstrous. Right now, the Sabres are tied. With the Panthers now, they have three games in hand on Florida as well. But Monday's a big game. The Panthers are underachieving from where expectations were supposed to be this year. And that's a monster game in the standings. I mean, the next three games, if you win them all, with Florida, who you're tied with, the Islanders, who you're chasing, and Chicago, who's awful, like that could really, really, really springboard you into thinking you're legitimately in this race. I think, I think they are. But they still have, they still got to put together, I think, another good stretch here. But if you can win these next three, man, that would be huge for the psyche, just to see where you are in the standings um, with what I would consider maybe an easy game in Chicago. I guess, you know, it's the NHL, anything can happen. But the Blackhawks are the worst team right now in the entire league in terms of points uh, with 26. So, I mean, on paper, that should be the easiest contest for the Sabers. but you can get one against Florida and get one against the Islanders. These are teams that are right around you. Uh, that can be massive uh, for the team mentally just to see that, yes, this hard work, this good play, it's paying off right now. All right, so next up, Monday. I'll have the pregame at 12. Don't forget again, with Bills, uh, Buffalo uh, Bills football Monday coverage, one Bills live on WGR. We will be on the bet 15-20. So hope you can be with us then. I'll have pregame at noon. And uh, then we'll have Dana Robs call just after one o'clock with the Sabers and the Florida Panthers on MLK Day. A quick update from the NFL here: we won't do a full scoreboard, but I mean this Jaguars Chargers game, which was a disaster early, is now a barn burner. Five twenty-five to go. Jacksonville just scored a touchdown and got a two, and it's thirty to twenty-eight. Trevor Lawrence has thrown four. Touchdown passes after throwing four interceptions. What a turnaround here. So high drama. Down in Jacksonville right now. So, TJ, I think this is a good time uh, for us to maybe say goodbye and we can watch the end of this. What do you say? I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Bills coverage tomorrow on WGR starting bright and early 7 a.m. Bills Dolphins at 1 and then, of course, post-game coverage all night long. Sabres back at it on Monday with Florida. And with that, we will say goodnight here on the post game. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer. Paul Hamilton, our reporter in Nashville. Tom Maddy, our engineer. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. And for Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Buffalo wins at 5-3 in Nashville. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the Bills game tomorrow, and I'll talk to you Monday from KeyBank Center with the Sabres and the Panthers right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Good night, everyone.